you might have heard in the past from me, there are like three places you should visit before you die. One is Argentina, great country, beautiful place, mountains, and so on and so forth. The other one is Medjugorje, where the Virgin Mary has been appearing, an amazing place of peace and really changes your heart. And the last one is the Holy Land, the fifth gospel. As Catholics, we should always have this aim to visit the land of Jesus. I know that now you cannot travel, and, but it's a good time. Once the pandemic is over, like, I will flock to either Medjugorje or the Holy Land. I don't know if it will be two years, five years, ten years, but start saving. Anyway, our last trip to the Holy Land, we went to this place called Magdala. It's an, a place that um, the legionaries of Christ were building um, like a place so people could go and pray, like a retreat house. And they found a synagogue, a very old synagogue, so they, they couldn't continue building. So they built a church next to the Sea of Galilee. Long story short, this church has these mosaics that are beautiful, all made with small icons, um, small tiles. One of the mosaics that you can see now in the screen is the mosaic of Peter sinking and Jesus uh, lifting him up. It's on the side chapel of one of the chapels. And one of the beautiful and powerful things of this icon is that you can place your hand in the hand of Peter. So people go and pray before the icon and they put the hand and kind of mimic the hand of Peter. And you kind of feel and experience the hand of Jesus taking you and lifting you up. And that's one way to enter the gospel today, to put yourself not in the shoes, but in the sandals of St. Peter, and to see how he was thinking, how he prayed to Jesus, and how Jesus lifted him up. So first, Peter went through what we could call a sinking moment. He started well, walking on water, an amazing miracle. We don't know for how long he walked, but when the wind became strong, Peter started to look at himself. It's a symbol of he started to rely on his own strength. He became self-sufficient. He did not fight the storm with the strength of Christ, but he kind of became independent. And that's when he started to sink, says the gospel. And when you start to sink, you can be tempted to ignite the free fall effect. You know that in physics, when there's no opposing force to an object that is falling, that's what we call a free falling effect. So Peter could have gone that way. He started this sinking moment, but the good news is that he reacted. He bounced back. He did not the free fall effect um, happen. And he entered what we call a saving moment, from sinking moment to a saving moment. 
And he prayed this very short but profound, very theologically profound prayer. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. That's a one easy to remember, but also powerful. Just three words. I think in Spanish is, Señor, sálvame. Even two words in Spanish. Lord, save me. He first called Jesus Lord, Kyrios in Greek. He recognized the divinity, the transcendence, and the power of Jesus. The storm is strong, but you are stronger. Lord, and then save me. Lord, I'm sinking. I cannot get out of this situation with my own strength. But you can save me. I cannot save myself, but you can lift me up. It was a moment of humility. And it was a moment of recognition of this powerful truth that we need to rely on his strength and not our own. Sir Faustina in the diary, she says, a humble soul does not trust itself, but places all its confidence in God. Peter was a humble soul in that moment. He did not trust in his strength. And he placed the confidence in the love and the power and the friendship of Jesus. Lord, save me. And the gospel says that immediately Jesus took his hand and started to lift him up. The, the hand of Jesus prevented the free-falling effect. It was an opposing strength that lifted him up out of the water. So Peter enters a sharing mode, from sinking to saving, from saving to sharing. Sharing in the power of Christ. And more precisely, sharing in the resurrection of Jesus. If you remember in the Gospels and in the Bible, the ocean and the sea is a symbol of evil and death. It's what we cannot master. It's what is chaotic and uncontrollable, like something that is scary. So Jesus walking on water is an anticipation of the resurrection. It's a prefiguration of the victory of Christ. God walking and mastering nature, having sovereignty, having power, all his created world. And the beautiful thing is that Jesus lift up Peter, and this is not in the Gospels. This is, again, a biblical assumption. I assume that Peter walked back to the boat with Jesus on water. I don't think Jesus like lifted him up and said, okay, now you swim. No, let's walk together. A beautiful scene, Jesus and Peter walking back. But now Peter is next to Jesus and Jesus is kind of preventing him from sinking. Like you, Peter, like let's walk together. The storm was still going on. The storm only, the wind, quiet down when he got into the boat. 
So the storm is still very strong and wild. But Peter is walking next to Jesus. He's sharing in his victory. He's not walking by himself. He's not trusting in his own strength. He's now relying on the strength of Christ. So after bouncing back, there's a higher situation, higher plane. And this is the beauty of the storms. They allow you to recognize that Jesus is with you. If you don't drown, no, they keep you up. In the first reading, we read the story of Elijah in the mountain, Mount Horeb. If you read the previous passage that you're not going to read, so I'm going to tell it to you quickly. Elijah defies the prophets of Baal and he defeats them, 450. But the queen becomes very angry. So she begins to chase Elijah and seeks to take his life. So Elijah, after this amazing victory, he becomes very scared. He runs away. And after running away for a while, he kind of gives up, enters a sinking moment, and he says this, Enough, Lord, take my life. He lay down and fell asleep under the solitary broom tree. So basically he says, Lord, take my life. I don't want to continue fighting. Let me sink. But suddenly a messenger, another word for angel, touched him and said, get up and eat. That was a saving moment. Get up and eat, a symbol both of the Eucharist and a symbol in the Lord of the Rings of the Lembas that Sam gives to Frodo. He got up, ate, drank, and strengthened by that food, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God. And then comes the first reading, which has heard. But strengthened, he started to walk again. He shares in the victory and power of Christ. So Elijah also experienced a cycle of sinking, being saved, and then walking with a new strength and a new power. So I think this is very beautiful because we all have sinking moments. We all experience that pre-falling effect dynamic. We all many times give up or fall into despair and we don't want to fight. We just feel like staying in the bed, doing nothing. We get tired of fighting the same defects in our character. Or we give up in these aspects of health. We don't want to fight. Or we don't exercise as we should or as we used to. Or in the moral life, many times we think, okay, I just committed this sin. Let's keep falling till I go to confession again. Bad idea. Peter didn't say, okay, like, I just started to think, let's keep falling. He bounced back. He reacted. And even worse, many times when we feel this sense of being um, in a sinking mode, we go to things we should not go. We kind of keep swimming down. So for homework this week, 
try to realize when you are in a sinking mode. Try to realize, now I am being tempted. Now I want to give up. Now I want to lose my patient. Now quarantine mode is making me insane. I want to discourage. And I want to go to this activity or this food or this internet page or I just want to stay laying on bed. And then instead of entering the free falling effect, turn to Jesus. Pray to him with confidence and humility. Lord, save me. Lord, send your spirit upon me and allow me to get away from this place. Allow me to be lifted up by your spirit. I cannot do it by myself. I wait for your response. I want your victory. And then wait for his hand to lift you up. And then begin to walk in the victory of Christ with hope. And when you get into the boat, when you experience that the Spirit comes to you, that the grace of God is given to you, like the disciples, do him homage and say with them, truly, you are the Son of God. I give you thanks for this grace you bestowed.